Hey everybody, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. Uh, I have a long-anticipated corporate update from Ascot Resources. They trade on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. They continue to build the premier gold mine up there in the Golden Triangle, British Columbia, and obviously joining me from the company, CEO Derek White. Derek, welcome back. Yeah, Trevor, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, a couple important news releases in the last, I guess, week, I guess you could say. Not only did you uh, kind of announce your exploration program for the Premier Gold Project, because obviously that's ongoing, uh, along with the construction of the project. But you also put out, you know, really a, a construction up construction update here recently. So let's start with that, because I think, you know, obviously exploration is uh, really important. But listen, it's just been an ongoing slog. They finally get to this point. You got finance, you're ready to go. And it sounds like you're well on your way. Yeah, you know, um, after we got the funding in January, uh, we immediately started getting people up to the site. And obviously we have snow on the ground, so there's only really activities that we can go inside the mill to, to work on. Um, and the contractors had the advantage of having a lot of the, of the procurement already done. And we'd worked very hard, even with our difficult financial circumstances in 2022, but we delivered most of the mechanical equipment to the site. And so, um, you know, it was, easier for them to to do in, installation. And we also started working on the piping, which is the next big thing. So since January and in February and March, um, and even into April, uh, you know, we've been progressing on the mill quite well. So the progress has been better than expected, which is great. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're over COVID now and a number of the other concerns that we've had in the previous years. Um, and so we have a little bit of the, the wind at our back in terms of kind of get the stuff on the, on the mill happening. As the uh, as the temperatures have warmed, um, you know, and we did have a late freshet, and things have been a little later. It's been colder, generally longer uh, this spring. Um, <laughs> we're now starting to turn our attention to the outside activities, and and you know, a big progress part of our like almost thirty odd percent of the construction program is related to effectively the tailings dam lift and the you know, um, rebuilding and, and, and basically moving of material from the CCDC to the tailings dam. And that activity will start probably at the end, you know, it's already starting, but we'll really ramp up at the end of May, early June, and then as we get the fresh off. And one of the big, you know, uh, challenges for us, although we seem to be able to get around it, was we have to get the water off the tailings dam so that we can do the work. And we're waiting for that freshet to happen, which is happening now. And we've, we've put a temporary water facility, which we've got erected. Um, and we've now commissioned that plant. Um, and it's it's working. So we're not only building a new water treatment plant, we have an existing water treatment plant, and we have a temporary water treatment plant. So there's quite a lot of water activities that are going on. Um, uh, and the, the team has kind of bended around the weather to make that work. And so the NUNA contractor is mobilizing on the site. And you know, as we get to the end of May, early June, and in July, August, September, October, that's when we really hope to make a lot of progress on that area. So the progress in terms of percentage of complete of the project will start to really accelerate. Um, other outside activities that have been going quite well for us is we've been working on the new water treatment plant. <clears throat> so a lot of the tanks are up, um, some of the foundations and the beginnings of the clarifier are putting together, uh, the MBBR plant has been erected. Um, the uh, substation, the foundations for the substation have now been laid. And so there's, there has been quite a lot of activity and, and pretty good progress um, in terms of construction. 
Um, and the outside activities are a little bit weather dependent in the sense that we need it to warm up a little bit. Um, and certainly it's a, I'm here in Vancouver today and it's a nice summer day here. So things are starting to kind of move in our favor. And then we'll see the, the real emphasis move from the mill, um, which it's been for the last three months, more to the outside construction and then ultimately mining. And then as we get, you know, kind of into October, when the snow starts to come back, we'll start to move back into the, the pre-commissioning commissioning of the mill. And what is that supposed to, sorry, I, I think I missed the time. When were you thinking about pre-commissioning? Well, I think, you know, um, hopefully the water treatment plant and tailings dam, uh, earthworks and, and constructions will be completed by the end of October. And then we'll start to move into the mill and start, you know, kind of putting everything together and the pre-commissioning for the mill will start up. Um, mm -hmm. And then finally, you'll, you know, as, as we work into the, end of the year and early Q1 of 2024, that's when the commissioning uh, starts and then you start to ultimately wrap the plant up for uh, ramp up of production. Okay. Uh, you noted in the news release with this update that uh, overall construction outside of the mine development is about 35% complete. You know, how does this, you know, if you're looking at the percent, how is it put on the, on the time frame? Are you kind of where you want to be? Yeah, or because remember what I said earlier is there, there's, you know, of the of that part of the project 30 percent is related to the tailings and that really can't start until kind of now so <laughs> you, you you know you you're, you're going to have the mill progressing at its same rate while you've got another 30 percent that's just going to come together uh you know probably over the next four months so you would expect to start to see yourself as, as you get to the end of september early october you know up there at the 70 80 percent completion and and it's just because of the timing of the weather of the activity that's really what that's about. Uh, you know, this isn't the first mine you've built, Derek, but uh, the more you do, is it more like riding a bike or is it a lot more challenging than that? Every every project <laughs> has its different challenges. Um, and I would say that, look, you know, and for investors that are out there watching this happen, it does take a certain mindset and skill set to do the construction. Um, and you really have to marry the ability to construct with the ability to operate. So you have to have both of those things kind of working at the same piece and right now the construction obviously is in the lead and it it takes charge of all the priorities that you have but in the background you know we're starting to hire a lot of the operators most of our key operating team is in place and they have to start to pick up the pieces as it ultimately gets handed over to them and you always have to be able to make that balance happen and that's what's always so tricky in these things if you rush the construction too quickly and you you know try to get everything done but then they can't operate that ultimately doesn't help anybody either so you've got to be able to balance how that happens and you don't want the operators interfering too much with the construction, you know, uh, otherwise that it slows down and you don't get it built. And so you're always trying to do that. And I would say, yeah, it's a little bit like riding a bike, but the bikes are different sizes and they have different kinds of wheels and you, you have to kind of adjust to the circumstances that you face. All right. Uh, let's talk about the underground mine development here, because obviously you want that, you know, ready to go when that mills commission because you need to start producing producing gold here i mean talk about where you're at with the mine development and how it's kind of moving in parallel with the construction of the mill well you know i i think our our our, our philosophy here was always to have a hub and spoke so one of the things we've seen a lot of small companies especially underground mining companies struggle with is having enough development and access to enough ore right in the beginning and when that doesn't happen it can cause real problems and so, you know, I, I think in this case, our goal was really to have both the Big Missouri and the Premier Northern Lights uh, portals functional and access to development so we could spread our development risk. And, you know, we've um, the, the big thing for us was 
Um, in 2022, we talked about having a mine contractor and then switching over eventually to our own mining. Um, we put out an RFP and um, um, we had five different groups been bidding on that, including our existing mine contractor. And I think we've been pleasantly surprised with the competitiveness and the actually improvement in costs from what our, our original plans were. Um, and, you know, I, I would say the inflationary things that we saw in 2022 in the mining world, they're still there, but they slowed down a little bit and things seem to be calmed down a little more now. Um, and so for us, it's making sure that we have that mining contractor in place to mine uh, both the development and the operating side of those two portals as the mill gets going in the middle of Q1 2024. And um, the big Missouri mine was developed last year. And so that's great because that's already done. And we'll go back in summer and continue to work on that. Um, and it's really now for us, we have a, a five to 600 meter portal that we're putting in right next to the mill. Um, and that activity will probably start, you know, hopefully in June or July. Um, and we'll start to move that access um, over. And so once we're underground, we're not really weather dependent anymore. So mm -hmm. those two things, you know, they'll start to ramp up more and more and more as we get to fall and we'll have enough development to, to you know, feed the mill for a period of time and, and just making sure that we have that development uh, ahead of ourselves. And by giving ourselves a lot of different options, because we don't have a shaft here, we have ideal access in different locations, that gives us mining flexibility. And that's really what we're after when we start up. And so to have that mining flexibility and maintain that, and then, you know, as we start to run off those two mines, we eventually bring in Silvercoin as a third mine in about a year and a half after startup, and that gives us even more flexibility. And so, you know, you're starting to increase production and give yourself more mining options in diverse areas where you access those areas separately from ventilation situations. So that's the idea. And really, because we're mining the side of a mountain most of the time here, um, our ability to do that here is a little bit easier than if you had to think of that. Um, and that's sure. Marker. Okay. Uh, you did mention that you, you kind of start working at the premier Northern Lights development in July, but it, interesting, there's a part of the news release that caught my attention. Is you mentioned limitations on ore storage at surface, and you need to kind of work through that. Uh, is that, <laughs> you know, to, give me, give me a sense of where you can expand ore storage, you know, in the meantime, throughout the fall. Well, originally, you know, um, our plan was to, um, put the ore on the ore storage stockpile, which is, you know, where, where our construction camp is right now. And so because of the delays that we met from last year, we don't have as much actual area that's available for initial um, ore storage. And we wanna try and keep some of it right next to the primary crusher. Um, and eventually as we kind of move the housing off that area, that, that will start to open up for us. But right in the beginning, because that construction camp will most likely be there for a period of time, you know, even past the construction. We need to have to make sure that we have ore availability. And really, um, we get that from three things. Number one is we, we, we get it from our ability to store any stockpiles above the um, Diego pit area because we have to pull water around any, any kind of stockpiles that we have, mm -hmm. um, stockpiles that are close to the primary crusher. And then, you know, I would call ready to go or on the short development, especially in premium Northern Lights, because it's such a short, you know, we're 200 meters from the mill. So we don't even have to stockpile it per se, we just have to have it ready to mine and we can move it right to the, to the mill. And it's the combination of those three things that will help us in the beginning. And then as we move the temporary uh, construction camp off the uh, port source stockpile area, that opens up a big area for us. And then we can start to move, you know, more material there. And you have to just make sure from our permitting requirements that we've got that control from a water perspective. 
Uh, Derek, there, it sounds like you're going to have uh, some new neighbors there pretty soon up the Bruce Jack with Newmont taking over uh, Newcrest. Uh, that was the big news this week, uh, $8 billion deal. Uh, you know, I just out of curiosity, you know, it's, there's a lot more media attention. You know, I I I'm I usually have Bloomberg on or something in the morning and intermittent throughout the day. And actually, they were talking about this this deal uh, in the gold space, which is nice to see. Nice to see the gold industry actually getting sure. a little bit of attention. Uh, but there was conversations about, you know, a lot of the people on Bloomberg didn't realize how good margins were when you're all in sustaining costs is twelve to thirteen hundred dollars an ounce and gold's traded north of two thousand. I mean, forty percent looks pretty pretty damn good right now uh, compared to what a lot of other people are doing. You know, talk about where we're at here structurally with the gold price and the you know the costs associated with the premier project within the report. I mean, is there a sense of urgency? You know, obviously to get this thing done, get this thing done right and going. But, you know, can you really pay this thing off, you know, a little bit faster than you originally anticipated at these prices? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, um, I, I guess a couple things because there's a lot in that question. Yeah. So let me just start with the Newmont Newcrest situation. Okay. You know, um, New Newmont, as I understand it, is the world's largest gold company now. And by the time they acquire Newcrest, they will be significantly one of the largest uh, you know, companies in the world. And and when you're a company that size, I know because I, I used to work for BHP Built in at one time in my career, you know, you're looking at elephants. You're looking at where where are the big opportunities because otherwise stuff is pretty meaningless to you. And Nevada has obviously been a big deal for uh, for Newmont. Australia has been a pretty big deal for Newcrest. <laughs> and they have other jurisdictions in the world where they do well. But I think the Golden Triangle, because of the magnitude of the uh, amount of resources there, is is going to be an attractive thing for a company that large and whether it's for gold or gold copper or even copper itself it's just that the projects are very very expensive to build and so right. you know having infrastructure in the golden triangle you know this kind of area of alaska and british columbia holds significant amount of mineral wealth and if you have an established base there just like kind of elko nevada things just become a lot easier part of the problem that we have in the golden triangle is there's just not enough players operating mines here and, you know, so everything's quite remote. Um, and Newcrest obviously, you know, saw that. And I think Newmont sees that. And I know Newmont has some other projects, the Glor Creek project, the GG project. They have other projects here. But um, you now have the world's largest gold company who owns two of the mills. The other one is going to be Ascot. And Ascot's not quite the same size as Newmont. Um, but I think um, our ability to get um, for a relatively small amount of capital a pretty solid infrastructure in place close to the town of Hydro, Alaska and, and, and will bode well for us. And why will it bode well for us? Because we're in a situation where, as you mentioned, the gold price, people may not be paying attention to it, but it's been north of $2,000 for the last few months, you know, sometimes up to 250, but uh, or 2050, but you know, it, it, it's, it's doing reasonably well in a sector that's kind of, overlooked though in the bigger you know there's still a lot of people focusing on tech and other things and there's still a lot of nervousness with the banking system and you know what is the u.s government going to do with the debt ceilings and you know there's just there's still a lot of nervousness out there and so gold remains and, and i think will remain a um a pretty kind of interesting alternative financial asset possibly the bigger investment world will start to realize that and start to put some portion of their portfolio into that um and i think for companies like ascot this is great because you know we're looking at 
high grades here where we operate, you know, even with inflation, whatever, thousand to twelve hundred dollars an ounce, but you're making, you know, at two at two at at a at a two thousand dollar U.S. gold price, you know, you've got a eight hundred or nine hundred or thousand dollar margin. That's not normal in our industry. We don't normally see, you know, opportunities like that. So mm-hmm. I think if we can get ahead of ourselves a little bit and, you know, um, say, okay, these prices are going to continue for a few more years. That really bodes well for Ascot because we can really do well in the first couple of years. You know, just the margins we have available to us. And <laughs> I would say on the inflation front, I mean, that stay may continue, but I would say we've kind of taken a little bit of a pause. Like I, you know, we, we kind of had a lot of inflation in 2022 and, Things are kind of slowing down a little bit in terms of inflation right now. Um, and so, you know, if we can sort of see that um, gold acting as a financial asset, that bodes extremely well for us. And we, just like Newmont, ex- hope to benefit from the opportunities that the Golden Triangle, um, you know, uh, can, can, can work. And in that kind of a gold price environment, as you get that infrastructure established, which, which I think we've been doing. And the barriers to entry are it's difficult to establish that infrastructure, A, because of permitting and regulatory requirements and grant requirements, but also just because of the limited amount of capital that's available to try and get these things to happen. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, I do need to ask you about, you, you did mention some exploration work this summer. You're going you're gonna to commence a 10,000 meter surface drilling program. Uh, on the project there, and I think he said June. So obviously, still waiting for some snow to melt. Again, you can give us a brush, a you know, a broad stroke in here. What you what sure. you're going to be looking at with exploration? Yeah, I think there's there's kind of two things that we're hoping to do with the exploration program this year. Um, one, we had some lim- you know, I would say three or four areas that were very attractive to us. The Sabakwe zone, just north of of the Premier Mill, that we want to try and work on, and we want to work on to the west side of it. Um, you know, because we can do that earlier. Um, and then ultimately drill that from underground. The day zone and, and the and the and that whole ridge that are it's kind of north of Big Missouri. That's another big opportunity. And to the west of the Premier Mine, and to the Premier North or Northern Lights Mine, those are all opportunities for us in the in the shorter term. One of the things that we haven't lost sight of, despite the fact that we're focusing on construction, is the exploration potential at our ground. And we found, you know, that's how we found this, the Sabakway area. The, the geophysics we think is a cheap and easy way for us to locate more and more targets. So we're utilizing geophysics this year to do a program that's not just kind of near the mines, it's to extend our potential resources a little farther away from us. So north of Big Missouri and north of Premier Light, we see an opportunity to lay out a whole pile more targets, which we think ultimately will be exciting for investors. Well, add, add more life to Premier. That's that's all what, I mean, that's what, that's the next step, wouldn't it be? I mean, you start, you get that mill up and going, you start producing gold. I mean, if you can continue to add more life to that, to that mine, sure. then... Well, you know, as far as we're concerned, this whole area, not just the area on our ground, has so much mineralization. It would be crazy for us not to try and continue to explore our own ground, but also to continue to look at opportunities around us. Um, and I, I think even even when Newmont buys Redcrest and Brisjack, they will be doing exactly the same thing. There will be many other opportunities for them, and I'm sure they're, that's one of the reasons they're making this acquisition. And so, just at a smaller scale, um, you know, and for investors who may not want to play the size of Newmont, uh, Ascot may be, for the Golden Triangle, a a similar type of situation up up here. 
All right. Well, we'll save the uh, M&A discussion for another time, Derek. So sure. <laughs> appreciate your time. Uh, hey, best of luck there on the ground, everybody being safe up there at the Premier Project and uh, look forward to getting more updates. Uh, 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 you know, how frequent are you going to have this news here? You're kind of in this funny period here this spring waiting. For well, you know, we can only build these things so quickly, but <laughs> I, I would say, look, uh, you know, the construction, just keep watching this. You know, as I said, you know, there's a, a big amount of construction that's going to happen in the summertime. And on the expiration and geophysics results, that'll coming out throughout the summer and into the fall. So just uh, stay tuned. Okay. That's your update from Ascot Resources and CEO Derek White. Again, trading on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. Derek, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.